Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Today we're talking about focus. It's such a difficult thing to grasp most of the time, I think, and You can think of the definition of focus as a mixture of finding your center, having clarity and definition, adapting to the level of light there is to help you see more clearly, and giving attention and concentration to something. The word says in Proverbs 4.25, let your eyes look straight ahead, fix your gaze directly before you. So when we're talking about getting focus first, you have to choose what your general area of focus needs to be on. So I want you to think of it like this. You are a photographer on a shoot and you need to decide what direction you're going to point your camera. So you're in nature, right? You're a nature photographer. Let's say you work for National Geographic and you get paid a lot of money for these photos, right? (laughs) So you need to decide what you're going to photograph while you're out there. And you're either going to choose the mountains off to the West or the river flowing by, or the people in the canoes and kayaks and inner tubes on the river. So you have to aim the camera in that direction. Then you have to decide how to focus in on something in that direction. What is it you want to get a clear picture of? That takes developing necessary skills and really cultivating an eye for what you're looking for, you know, looking at in order to be a good photographer. So let's think of the mountain on the horizon as your coaching business. And it requires a specific type of lens to capture because it's so far away. So you're zooming out to get a bigger shot of it, but you're zooming in with a different type of lens to get what's actually happening on the mountain. It's a bigger subject. It has a wider impact on the camera and the horizon. This is your calling as an entrepreneur and how you run your business, the finances, the tech, the marketing, all of the stuff, the website. It's where you spend a good chunk of time developing skills beyond your coaching so that you can actually find the people and communicate to them how you can serve them and create a a customer journey for them that is sustainable, but both for them and for you. Now the river, the flowing river, let's think of that as your coaching practice. And depending on what area of the river you're looking at, you're going to have to zoom in and zoom out. So there's banks and shores and rocks and boulders and there's inlets and so many things going on with the river, right? There's a lot to look at, a lot to consider, and your coaching practice is like this. It's how you show up as a coach. It's your daily um, 
connection and ability and skill. It's who you are personally inside of your calling as a coach. It's, it's your way. It's your goals. It's your insight. It's your ability to connect with your clients and your methods. Okay. And then the people on the river, those are your clients on a little journey, right? So you're zooming in on them to get a better look at what they're doing, where they're going. And if the way that they're working at this journey is actually going to get them to where they want to go. So your client work is all about actually having the right clients to begin with, knowing your niche and your ideal client avatar, who you want to offer things to. It's about your tools and strategies and how you walk together with them. It's also about how you serve and nourish them outside of sessions. The the insight and the value that actually helps them to know, like, and trust you So they're going to want to work with you. And while that's all connected to your overall business vision and marketing, it's also, you have to intricately see it as client work that's done to help the client before they work with you, outside of sessions while they're working with you, and even after they're done working with you. So this means that you need to let these two things flow together, the client work and your business because of the marketing strategies, right? But you have to know your client well enough that you can develop the right tools and strategies that serve them inside the session and also develop content that serves them outside of session. So all three of these areas need focus, obviously. And I would recommend that you choose a day of the week to give each one a good look over. Make sure you're really paying attention to each of these three areas every week. It's going to fluctuate based on your schedule and what's needed in front of you, but you need to do some deep dives at points um, throughout the week with them. If you do this, you can ensure that you're giving each area more specific attention, and that means you can really focus more on one at a time, even if within that one one topic, one area, there's a lot of littler things within the scope of it, right? So for example, you could make Monday a day when you focus on your business, Tuesday, a day to develop content to serve clients through long form options like a blog, vlog, podcast, emails, all of that. And you know, I'm a strong proponent of spending the majority of your time focusing on serving people through long form content. And then for your short form content, like social media, you extract pieces of your long form content to make into social media posts. Okay, so that instead of spending all your time developing social media posts, you actually develop long form content that's going to have a more sustainable impact. And then you pull little tidbits of that to make social media posts, because you can actually have 10,000 followers and no, con- no clients. If your short form content doesn't actually lead them to your long form content, especially if you don't have any, then they only stay followers. And most of them are going to be disengaged and that's not going to make you an impact. It's not going to get you a salary. It's not going to build your business and it's not going to make you feel successful as a coach. Then maybe um, you could create specific hours throughout that week when clients can schedule with you. Maybe just two or three or four days of the week, you actually take clients. That is okay to do. You can actually focus your client work within specific days of the week. That way you have everything set up for all of your client work 
instead of going in and out and back and forth between business and then website and then client and then discovery call and then um, got to create a, you know, content and I got to get an email out and back and forth and it's just ugh, too much monkey mind, right? So you could choose to do client work, maybe only on the mornings or in the afternoons or a mix or use the other part of the day to work on developing skills and learning new things, crafting new content, writing an ebook, um, developing a, a new freebie for your opt-in or doing A-B testing between two different freebies to see which ones people like better. So you could also use one afternoon a week to make sure that your website is functioning correctly or whatever you have going on out there, wherever you're putting things out into the world so people can find you so that they do work with you. Maybe that's more live networking, whatever it is. You can either time block or you can just create like a rhythm so that you know what you're doing with your days. And you can add batching to this for even a greater impact, which means you take all of the work in one area and do it all up, do all of it at once. Like I was saying, do all of your client work on specific days so that you keep your computer and your video and your mic and all of that stuff set up specifically for client work instead of putting it all away because you need to get on the computer and look at the website and get put it all away so you can pull out the bills, etc. You can just all lump it all in one time. You can set it up inside your scheduler so that clients can only book certain types of sessions at certain times or certain days of the week. Okay. And that it means that like, okay, let's say for an example, podcasting, if I sit and create a plan for all the episodes I'm going to do in one month, then that flow creates a greater impact. And I can put all of it in a document or a spreadsheet. And then I know what I need to work on next. And that way, if I'm researching something or developing an idea, I know where it's all going and I can manage it all together at once. The ideas might flow into one another. Like right now, I've laid out what I want to do for all of the episodes for the rest of January with the intent on helping coaches develop a renewed focus and intention and commitment on their calling as coaches and entrepreneurs. That means I now know what I'm doing. I can work on the content development through throughout the week, do a bunch of research at one time on all of those topics, batch all of my recordings, batch sitting down and publishing and putting out show notes for each one of them so that they're scheduled, uh, batch the creation of all the graphics of all the Pinterest pins for each episode or social media. I can even batch this is what I do. I, I actually batch all of the computer work where I sit down and all the things that I've saved on my computer that are literally sitting on my desktop after I do all of the other batching, like downloading all of the graphics from Canva that are going to go out. Well, they're all sitting on my desktop. That's where I save them all. But now I have to organize them, put them in the right place, the right folders and files. And I'm just, my brain is able to actually focus on the one thing instead of multiple things. And I have actually cultivated over the past couple of years, I don't check my email while I'm doing this. I turn off notifications. I put on a do not disturb, or I don't do anything else outside of my documents and my recording equipment and this and that. You know, I just 
that's the only place I'm focused. I will, I actually intentionally choose, like there's no time to go to Facebook or Instagram or uh, even scroll through Pinterest for other things. No, I am on task. I have a focus and I'm on task. And all of those things would be like, all of those things can be distractions, just like somebody walking up to you in and asking for your help in the middle of something else that you're doing, you're trying to get done. Treat social media and emails and text messages and laundry. Treat all of those like people who need how, need to learn how to respect you. All you have to do is look at them and say, I'm on task. I don't have time to do that right now. Please come back or schedule an appointment. <laughs> so you're going to actually schedule an appointment and say like, I check Facebook. I check these things at certain times of day and there's a time frame around it. I only do it for 10 minutes, etc. Right? Okay. So if you're a coach that's just starting out, let me give you an idea of you could create a weekly schedule that incorporates batching, batch work inside of a rhythm, right? You could use Monday morning to get organized, lay out all of your priorities for the week, the things that you think you need to learn, you, you think you need to work on, um, things you need to finish. And then you can use the rest of the day to develop your marketing ideas and do marketing research, learn more about how to convey and communicate what you offer. You might even just continue working on getting clarity about what you offer and experimenting and trying out new ideas and things and coaching people for free, maybe, right? Then you can use Tuesday and Wednesday for doing discovery calls. Like actually, if you have people who are doing discovery calls and you actually do have a scheduler set up where people can find that, because you've just starting out, you've gotten your scheduler set up and you're putting out maybe a freebie so that people can find you and then they can set up a curiosity call or a discovery call, whatever you call it. I call it a possibility call. And maybe you just do that on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And you know that the all of the appointments that are going to come in, they're always going to be on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And between those calls, when they start coming in, you specifically work on Tuesday and Wednesday on creating tools and strategies and learning new tools and strategies, right? Maybe at the end of every day, you also take a look at how your content's being received and used on any platforms and channels that you're out there on. Then on Thursday, you meet with your own coach or mentor or your accountability group, your prayer, par prayer partner, what, whoever, and then do more reaching out to people with your freebie opt-in wherever you're practicing and experimenting to see what works for you and find your people. Then you could spend the afternoon learning more about the topic you coach on so that you're always in the midst of some sort of continued education, right? I always encourage you to be a lifelong learner. Maybe you take Friday off and get errands done, or you meet up with people who could help you network. Or maybe you go to a coffee shop and work in, with like actual intention of meeting people there and talking to them picking their brains about what they worry about, what they need, what they wish for, like go find your ideal clients out in the world and actually get into their heads, right? This is all literally the epitome of a one tree focus that I talk about. So you pick a tree and you swing at it with an ax again and again, and more quickly, you're going to reach the goal of cutting that tree down. So it's from Greg McCown's book, essentialism, which you've heard me talk about. So the other part of that 
is that you could be swinging an axe at too many trees instead of just one, or swinging in a baseball bat instead of the proper tool, which would be an axe, right? So this, both of these things prevent you from cutting down the one tree. That could look like being all over social media channels, managing that all of the time instead of actually finding clients and serving them and practicing the tools and strategies you have, um, and then only using social media to keep them informed. It looks like listening to seven different podcasts or voices or reading those different books about the same subject. And then your monkey mind's all over the place because you don't know which voice to listen to because they all teach you how to best build your business differently. (laughs) Well, you got to pick one and then keep all the other voices quiet. Pick one and try it. If it doesn't work, tweak it. If it doesn't work, tweak it. If that's not working, pick a different voice and listen to it and try that out, right? But don't listen to seven different voices because they're all convoluted. They all get mixed up and you don't actually know what you're doing. Or they tell you, you can start making seven figures, seven, six figures in the next six months, right? With one hack, they're going to teach you for free on tomorrow's webinar. <laughs> Mind you, they're never going to tell you the one major hack on a webinar that's going to help you make six figures in six months. The whole point of that webinar is to give you a small glimpse of your problem. And what you could have If you get hooked on this and then they get your email address, which the first one that comes to you is, you know, $47 for this course that, you know, is really going to tell you more about this hack, but then you take that course and it's really actually not enough to help you, but it does make you feel like you need to invest another, you know, 1997. I'm like, I'm saying that number that's $3 short of two grand in their mastermind, and that that's where all of the guaranteed success really is, right? Okay, don't go after that. That is not even just too many trees. That's, that's using the wrong tool. That's not using your axe. And you need to get clarity, you need to make some committed decisions about who you're going to listen to, and decide what you really need, because it's really easy to be swayed to go all these different directions and do things that you don't even need to be doing yet if you're a new coach. Or you've been coaching and you know how to coach, but you have not developed your marketing skills. And so you're not, you're looking at how to be a marketer and grow all of that, but you're listening to four different people tell you how to do it. They're all giving you different paths. Pick one, stick with that. Only do that one thing, okay? So friend, I want to tell you to decide right now and be committed that you're going to be all about over-serving your people, not hooking them, not manipulating them, not waving juicy steaks that they're never going to be able to catch to make them want more. Okay. That does not work in the long run. They find out that they can't trust people like that in the long run because it's more disappointing to them than anything. So instead I'm telling you be be focused, be intentional, and be committed to the long game and become a great coach on that journey of the long game. And that will help you become a great entrepreneur as you're floating down this delightful river on your own journey. Okay. So I want you to ask yourself, what area needs your focus right now? What is, what's lacking? Do you need to be focused on the mountains of your business, the, the river of your practice, 
or the people, the clients, the tools and strategies, okay? What areas um, are you lacking the right tools in? So do you not know how to do something? Do you need to go find an ax because all you've been using is a spoon all of this time? That's not going to get your tree down, right? And then what tools do you already have that you need to use more fully and well? Maybe it's a course you bought, but you never actually started or you never finished. Jump into it and follow through. And what other resources and support would help you? Are there people in your life that you could ask for support or help you? Do you know people who are marketers? Do you know people who work for a company and they have um, insight into some area of business that could really help you? Go ask questions. People like to help you. People like to be pulled on for what they know. Or maybe there's just a book you need to get and read all the way through, right? The next thing is what needs to get out of your way? What other trees are getting attention that's robbing you from actually cutting down the one tree? And you need to just go over to them and spray paint a big X on them so that every time you look at them, you go, that's not my priority. I'll come back to it later. Sometimes it's just that easy. Identifying like you're focusing on that tree or those three trees over there, but this is the one tree that you've decided you really need to take down. And you're looking, you keep looking at those trees, but if that, if you've marked a big X on them, then you've, you can remind your brain, I've actually decided that that tree doesn't need attention right now. I'm going to come back to it next or next month or maybe next year. <laughs> but for now, I've already decided with that big X on it to stop giving it attention right now. And I've committed to doing that on purpose. And then the last thing is what kind of flow or rhythm or schedule do you need to just implement and test? You don't have to set something up and stick with it forever. It's not written in concrete. So just create a flow or a schedule, try it out and change it. If it doesn't work, give yourself grace, easy peasy. Nobody's going to be mad at you. All right. So every week doesn't have to be the same. But if, at least if you know what's in front of you, that you need to give attention to each of these areas every week or every month or every day. In business, we talk about the DWMQ and why, okay? That's what do you need to be doing on the daily, the weekly, the monthly, and the quarterly, and then the yearly. Now, when you break it down and you say like in this year, I want to accomplish this, then you break it down into quarterly goals. In order to accomplish the quarterly goals, you break it down into monthly, then weekly, then daily to kind of have an overview of how you're going to set and reach that goal. Okay, I'm just going to say I think that's enough for today. (laughs) We're going to keep talking about focus for a couple more episodes, so I will just see you there. But I want you to remember... You're qualified by God, not by man. He will equip you for all that he's qualified you for. So stop worrying about it so much. And I pray that you will hear your loving father confirm this to you. Okay. Bless you, friends. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. 
All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.